You're listening to Collective Practice, a podcast for mental health entrepreneurs who dare to dream, create, and grow your business. I'm Lauren Spaulding, marriage and family therapist and business consultant. I'm on a mission to create abundant success for those in the helping profession who strive to tear down barriers around mental wellness and create healing opportunities for all. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. Let's jump right in. Welcome back to Collective Practice. I'm Lauren Spaulding, and if you're new here, this is a podcast for mental health entrepreneurs where we talk about business skills, clinical skills, and mental health. And welcome to today's episode. We're going to be talking about common misconceptions of money and finances in private practice. So I want to share three different misconceptions that a lot of us feel burdened with when we start our private practice and when we start to think about that practice growing. The first one being that if you focus on finances in your business, you are being selfish or money hungry. This is a huge misconception and judgment in the mental health community because we come into this profession as helpers. We want to support the clients that we work with. We want to support any staff or colleagues that we work with. We, A lot of us tend to come into this field with a very giving heart. And I think that that is such a plus to what we bring to the community. And it's such a strength in our the clinical side of our job. However, As a business owner, you do have to be thinking about finances in order to allow your business to grow with intentionality, with authenticity, in order for your business to stay within your values. You do need to be thinking about the finances because if you are not thinking about that, you're going to perpetually be in a scarcity mindset and perpetually be a reactive business owner. So this limiting belief that I'm going to be viewed as selfish or people are going to think I'm all about the money does need to be addressed as we look to be a leader in our community. Because the reality is, on average, women give 60% of their wealth back to the community, whereas men only give 10%. We are socialized to be giving. It is natural for us to want to share our wealth, for us to want to create opportunity. And while this recent study is only reflecting on the binary with genders, I do believe that that would translate to be pretty similar to non-binary, gender fluid, and LGBT therapists who go into private practice. We want to be giving no matter what phase of our career we're in. So we do need to challenge this patriarchal power viewpoint that we fear becoming and really lean into who we truly are as we set our goals for our business. Recognizing that by being intentional with our finances and being thoughtful about the revenue coming into our business, we will be able to create bigger goals like more fair pay for our employees, like more job opportunities for people to join your team, or even more affordable counseling for the clients that you support while your revenue can continue to grow. And that leads me into the second common misconception, which is just to go with the flow. I spoke with many business owners when I was an associate because I really, really wanted to learn what 
goes into a successful private practice versus a private practice that always seems to be struggling. And a lot of times when I talked with people who have a successful practice or perceived successful practice, they still were in this reactive state and they would say things like, they just went with the flow. If they got more clients, they hired more people. If they got more therapists, they got a bigger space. And they just kind of went with it and went along with it. The problem with this is that it can only take you so far. Eventually, these practice owners did experience huge dips in their practice or huge stalling out in their business. And it's not to say that they didn't continue to be successful, but they also had to continue to put in a lot of work to maintain the practice. And they weren't able to eventually slow down their schedule so that they could focus more on the big picture and focus more on the business's growth. And that's really vital to any business owner. In order to be a successful business owner who can be fair to your team, who can be ethical and thoughtful in your decision making, you have to have space in your calendar to be thinking about the big picture. If you are just like every other therapist in your office and constantly seeing clients and constantly managing all of the smaller administrative tasks in your practice, you're not going to be able to squeeze in time to focus on more big picture items. It's very easy for our day to be filled with smaller tasks and filled with our clients, which is great because we want those billable hours, but our business isn't able to grow if we're not able to slow down and take the time to help it grow. We have to be the CEO of the company. We have to be the person who, whose job description is to focus on the bigger concepts of the business, the bigger goals of what you want to do with your practice, we have to be able to create the space for that. And we're not going to be able to do that if we never have a plan. If we constantly just go with the flow and continue to be reactive with our money, we're going to get caught in this cycle of spend it when you have it, panic when you don't. That is going to have a huge impact on your mental health as a business owner and your ability to be open and free with your ideas of how your business can grow and the opportunities that you can create for those around you. So you have to break that cycle of finances and going with the flow and be a lot more intentional with what your money is doing to create those bigger goals in a way that is going to stay aligned with your values, stay aligned with how you envisioned the services you're going to provide rather than these practices that I'm sure you've seen that had a goal and set it and opened a practice based on their values. Then it slowly started to crumble and there slowly started to be cracks in the business model. And that business owner was no longer practicing in a way that they intended. And a final common misconception of money in private practice is that in order to bring in revenue, you have to be exchanging time for money. This is old school thinking as far as mental health. And as a community, we need to be embracing this revolution of mental health where people are wanting to be able to access it in different ways other than one-on-one talk therapy services. 
This is something that the life coach community does really well, which I talked a little bit about in a previous video where they are taking what they do for individual clients and they're creating something that can be scaled that's like a course or a workbook or something that people can purchase anytime and access at any time where they get to experience their skill set, where they get to learn from what they know without having to commit to a certain time slot. That's going to put so much limitation on your practice if you are only relying on exchanging your time or your employee's time for money, for revenue, because that is constantly going to be putting a cap on how much revenue you can actually bring into the practice. So that's going to make bigger goals for you, like providing insurance to your clients, providing paid time off for certain uh, life events like parental time off, bereavement time off, things like that. The goals like providing higher pay for your for those that work for you than the average in your community. All of that is going to be a lot harder to achieve if you only have one idea of an income stream and that one idea of an income stream always requires someone to be showing up to get that revenue, whether that's one-on-one -on -one therapy, group therapy, workshops, any of that, you're still having to exchange time for money. And when you can start to bring in the idea of other income streams for your business and even for your own personal financial portfolio, you're going to be able to expand the financial means in your business, bring in different revenue, more revenue that is going to allow for those bigger goals as a business owner to actually be achieved and achieved in a way that is going to feel seamless. It's not going to activate the fear center of your brain saying, can I actually afford this? Can I actually do this? What if this, what if three therapists decide to leave my practice within the same month? Because you have this different income stream that your business can now rely on. Your business is now no longer being held up by one pole. You've got different places that are holding up the business, that are more balanced and better overall for your business's growth. I want to encourage you to take a moment and think about these three misconceptions and how they land for you. Do you notice limiting beliefs around the idea of financial success equals selfishness? Do you notice limiting beliefs around the idea of budgeting and financial planning leading to success for your practice? And do you notice any limiting beliefs around the idea of finding ways to no longer exchange time for money can lead to the best business growth for me and future teammates? If you notice that there are limiting beliefs around this, I want to encourage you to start to unpack them more. Where are those limiting beliefs coming from? Where are they rooted in? And is there any healing that needs to be done around your own story around money that can help you unlock new potential as a business owner and unlock new potential for your private practice? Because you're here listening to this podcast as an innovator. You want to shake up the system. 
whether that's providing more affordable care, whether that's providing a new service, whether that's providing a different experience for anyone that works for you that feels honoring and more intentional, whatever those goals may be rooted in, it's going to be really hard to get there if you are stuck in your own limiting beliefs. And as you start to bring more and more awareness into that experience, you're going to notice more and more confidence as a business owner. And that's exactly what you need in order to reach these big, beautiful visions that you have for yourself, for your clients, and for any future teammates that join your practice. And that's everything I've got for you today. Thanks so much for joining me. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. It's free and it's the easiest way to support the podcast so that it can reach even more people. And be sure to share today's episode with anyone who could benefit from this information. I also would love it if you could comment below of any topics you would love for me to cover as we round out the year and we're coming into 2022. If you have any questions about business stuff, clinical stuff, or your own mental health as a private practice business owner, I would love to hear from you. So be sure to comment and send suggestions or feedback for the podcast. And be sure to follow me on my social medias where I post even more free content for mental health entrepreneurs. And don't forget to check out the information on the collective practice membership below. I will be accepting new members early in the new year, and we've got a lot of exciting stuff in this membership and a lot of even more exciting things to come. So I do hope that you join and join fellow thoughtful, intentional, inclusive business owners who have similar visions to you and similar goals. Thanks so much for tuning in. That's all the information I have to share. So I will look forward to seeing you in the next one. Bye.